Alright, let's see now. I can't believe... He wants us to do... He wants us to record, and he takes vacation. I mean, really. How am I supposed to record? He won't call... He won't call on Skype. Yeah, it's fluxing. Okay, yeah. Um, that's the only idea I got. I don't know. We can't do the show without the B-Man, right? I mean, he complained when I did one before. Uh, 1.21 gigawatts. Okay, we're up to power. Okay, here goes. Throw on the switch. Will it work? Here he comes! It's B-Man of the past, everybody! It's B-Man of the past! Yeah, that, that was dumb. That was, that was, a, that was dumb? That was a that terrible opening. I, I liked Back to the Future, but no, no, no. Look at that. Welcome to the Old Titans. This is John Paul, and is the B-Man of the past? No, it is the one and only B-Man. There's only one B-Man. No B-Man of the past. No B-Man of the past. No. Uh, I, I, I kind of like the idea. Do you? I, I kind of thought it was kind of The ultimate. Fun. I'm glad you did, John Paul. That's why you need me here to make sure the show stays interesting and, and not boring. You are the brand stock of podcasts. So I make you sick every time I appear? Yes, I want to just poke my eyes out with my own fingers. I'd rather be like the Ned Stark, except for the beheading part. I'd rather consider myself like the Ned Stark of... You're the catalyst of why everything goes to hell, or is that what it is? Or? I was thinking like, you know, the patriarch, the the, the good man, the, okay. all that. Well, well, all right. So, we're back. Yes. Um, Brand stuck. We're recording this several days before it was posted because, well... The B-Man is going to be taking vacation, and well, I thought I'd be clever this and pretend this was actually next week. the vacation in a long time, huh? I get it. I, I deserve it. All right, all right. So, we're going to start off with the B-Man question of the week. All right. You mentioned Ned Stark, that kind of stuff, even though you have brain stock. We'll go with that another time. All right. Um, Game of Thrones coming to an end next season. Actually, in a real world, especially if we're in an apocalyptic world or anything else like that, gender aside, it will be Arya. But that's beside the point. Okay, a little girl. Who has the best? Who has the biggest? You know, head count going on right now. Right there, that's definitely her. That's I'd, rather, I'd rather the the dragons personally. Well, okay, okay. I was thinking of just Starks, but no, that's yeah, cool. Okay. That's cool. Okay. I do think I'll continue have the box. on. Continue on. Yes, Game of Thrones going away. Another season. That's all we got left. Right. Is it sad to see it come out next summer? I, I don't even know. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't, they, they Sometime next year. Okay. Well, that's whatever it is. It's going away. Just say, for argument's sake, you're in charge of a cable network, not like... Like HBO. Yeah, like HBO, Cinemax, one of those. They come to you and say, we need another book series. It's going to be a huge, epic hit, like Game of Thrones. What is your pick? What is my pick? Yes. All right. It has to be epic. Epic. Coming from a book. Yes. A book or a series of books. A series of books, yes. It has to be epic. Now, obviously, you can change some things for, you know, TV-based. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, there's... It's rare that anything's going to translate word for word. Right. It, it shouldn't. Alan Moore has a point. If you're writing for one medium, you're writing for that medium. No, oh, he's to write. Right, yeah. You need to write for the medium that's going for. So changes that are just for that, I'm okay with. All right. So I thought about it since last time. I came up with six different series that I'd love to watch. Now, this, this is not ones I'm going to recommend. This is just six I'd love to watch. And it's like, okay, first let me come up with this, the list I want to watch. And then once I know which ones I want to watch, then I need to pick which one I think would make the most sense. If I was, as you said, the network executive who's making the decision. Um, 
tell me a few indie names jump out at you as we get to them. Okay. The Myth Adventures of Steve and Oz. Do you know the Myth Adventures books? No. Okay. More of a comedy series than anything else. It would probably be a series of half-hour episodes. This book series went, I don't know, a um, dozen, 15, 16 books, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, it was based on um, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope's Road Pictures. Not yeah. based in that setting, but based on that kind of feel, where you had the two characters traveling around. You could you could say Evan Costello, you could say you know Laurel and Hardy, you could say whatever. It's okay. a classic comedy duo traveling in a fantasy world. One of them's a demon, one of them's human, and they pseudo fight the bad guys. I say pseudo fight the bad guys because well, it's it's usually a whole lot of scamming and trickery and other stuff, but it's fun. Um, that would be probably be better to be on like uh, Nickelodeon or something like that. It's very family friendly for the most part. Um, Ethshar, I love the Ethshar series. He had Misenchanted Sword, Blood of a Dragon, things like that. Strike a chord? No, nope. no. Okay. Oh, um, that's one where the writer created this large world, and every one of his books were completely separate from the others, with a couple of exceptions. That were just set in this world that was fully fleshed out in a cool world. You could set a series that's a brand new set of stories in this world. And you could occasionally have characters from the other books pop in or out to make fans of the books, the small number that are out there, happy. But you could create a brand new story. So that's one that actually could work fairly well. But the entire point of this one, everything had a little bit of a quirk. Misenchanted Sword, there was a soldier in the middle of a big war. He's caught on the wrong side of the lines comes across a magician who's trying to just be a hermit out in the middle and be left alone. He finally convinces the soldier to leave if he will produce for him a magic sword that'll help him get back to his unit. So he sits there and casts a big magic spell. Poof, you got a magic sword. This sword will help you get back to your unit. Go away. Leave me alone. He made a mistake. It was dark. It was late at night. Oops, he made a mistake. And the sword, when he pulls it from its sheath, it, man, it works. He, nobody can beat him. Problem is, he cannot actually let go of the sword or put it down until he has killed someone once he removes it from the sheath. And once he has killed someone, it dies. It huh. becomes useless. If you're fighting multiple people, it's kind of hard to resheathe and unsheathe your sword in the middle of that. Right. And what if you accidentally pull it out to show it to somebody who's a friend? That's a bad idea. So there's a whole long story. Every one of his books has those kind of quirks in it. Straight fantasy story except for the quirk. So I don't know if they could do a whole series around the quirks. Probably not. It'd be difficult. Uh, the Time Wars. I love the Time Wars series where every every season could be set in a different time period. And you have soldiers from the future using all their technology. And this would at least get you away from the straight fantasy thing, which everything up to now has been fantasy. That could be kind of cool, going to a sci-fi thing. I don't know. Okay. There's an idea. Um, my favorite fantasy series of all time has always been Raymond Feist's Rift War Saga. That's one I think you know. Yes. All right. My only problem with them filming that one is, well, one or two things. HBO or any of those would want adult content in there. You'd want to have somebody topless or something every episode. It just happens. Well, Riff War, at least, while there are adults and adults do adult things in the, this world, too, in the story they don't, on screen or on the page, and you start by following young kids at about 11 years old or 12 years old or something as they grow up. So at the beginning, it definitely wouldn't be appropriate. And I'm afraid it would be compared too much to Game of Thrones and people would look at it unfavorably. But I think it would be a fantastic 
series. I don't know. Did you actually read the Riff War ones? I know you're familiar. With I read the first them. one. And I thought the first one was that's the Pug, right? Yeah, Pug is the main character. Yep. The Apprentice, I think it was called. Yeah, Magician Apprentice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I dug it. Um, actually, I made a character. You play D and D a lot. I always made a yeah. character off Rutha. Yeah. My favorite character in any book. He's a really cool character, Rutha. Yeah, he's he's one of he's he's one of the main characters for the first probably four books. Yeah, he was a really cool character. Um, and I always made a character based off of him with the same name. So yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, but again, you're right. I think they would want more adult content. Yeah. Um, so so what I came down to is one of two series. Okay. I know which one I would probably pick if I was, again, that executive person. But either one would work. Either one would be good. Um, they're both from Brandon Sanderson. We talked about them in many, many, many episodes ago. Um, he's written two series. One is the Mistborn series, and one is the Stormlight Archive. And finished the Wheel of Time as well. He finished the Wheel of Time. Yes. But these two series are the ones I'd recommend most. Um, the um, Stormlight Archive is more of a straight fantasy. And it's not a pure fantasy in any stretch. But it would feel like to, you know, to somebody who doesn't read fantasy all the time, more of a, a straight fantasy type story. The characters are so well-developed, and it's such a large epic story. Lord of the Rings-style epic story, Wheel of Time epic and it could go for a lot of years because of that. Mistborn is a little bit more steampunk feel um, with some cool Matrix-style fight scenes and such in it. That's the one I think would sell best. So my, my guess is I would probably pick Mistborn. Um, there were three original books. Then there's going to be four. There's three already. There will be four books in Era 2, uh, a couple of short stories around that. So you got a lot of material to already pull from. Um, again... As the executive, you're going to be unhappy that you can't have the nude scene of the week in it. I think it's kind of yeah, dumb that they do that. do that every single week. Almost every single week. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I can't, I you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There. I, mean, I can't think of the last couple of seasons actually have any naked scenes. Well, they've had something somewhere. But, I, I, either I, I, way. Okay. but if they can get over that, if they can just go with, let's just make a quality story. If it fits, great. If it doesn't fit, fine. Then Mistborn is what I'd do first. And then once you're separated enough from Game of Thrones, then do Stormlight Archive. Plus, that'll let him write more books, because he's only written two books so far. Third one coming out this year. There are five books on the main story, with another five books to follow. Let him get a little further into it. Okay. There's my answer, long as it was. Yeah, well, you always do the long answers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting answers, though. Well, mine's the good answer. I mean, you heard of Ari Salvatore. Yes. Created the Driz series, Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. Um... Drizzt is actually, I think, one of the most famous Gunnarum's characters or Dragonlance characters ever. He's, he's definitely the most famous Dark Elf in history. Okay, we'll go with that. Okay. That, that works. <laughs> um, he actually also wrote, I think what happened was Icewindale trilogy and that kind of stuff yeah. with Drizzt. Yeah, it did for, feel like at times... stuff. Yeah. He was really one of the main people. It did feel like he'd have a lot of control of what happened to these characters. I don't know if it was personal or what, but there's a few times he tried to kill them off and they came back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was just him way of saying, oh, this person's back. But, you know, you kill off a few characters and you expect them to come back. Yeah. And he, it loses his impact. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. And um, I hated that about that. Another story was great. He had this spinoff, not really a spinoff of that, but he went over to, I guess, his own private thing. And with the Demon Awakens and the Demon Wars right. trilogy. And then it spinned off another book, separate book, and then another trilogy after that. Seven books total. They were great, man. I mean, he no problem killing off main characters, like Game of Thrones type style. So that's the one you'd go with there? Yeah. Um, it was... Salvatore, Demon Wars? That that would be a big enough name. It also would really interest all the fantasy it would, readers. You get the such. fantasy readers in there. I am afraid that 
again, because it's fantasy, people would always compare to Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I don't think it'd be that epic as far as Game of Thrones has like 30 different storylines going on at once. We, not that anymore, but when it yeah. first started, it had so many different storylines. This one doesn't. This one has pretty much, you know, bad guys coming, yeah. and a couple of small things going on, but yeah. That, that's the reason I went more the Mistborn direction, because you got that steampunk feel. You immediately just visually didn't think Game and, of Thrones. And I guess that's probably what I have to ask is, would you need multiple storylines at once? Well, I think you do. You need to have multiple characters to really flesh them out, but they don't have to be that completely separate. There's multiple char- characters in every one of the books I mentioned. Uh, the Raymond Feist ones did have multiple storylines going on at once. Not as, not as extreme as what um, George R. R. Martin has done. But Mistborn, you've got um, a crew of five or six or seven people, um, several different storylines, but they all blend together really well. It's very much, the very first Mistborn book is very much Ocean's Eleven, okay. set in a fantasy steampunk type world. It is epic because it's pretty much into the world type stuff. Yeah, into the world is kind of epic. Yeah, um, okay. But visually, you would get away from that. But but yeah, it doesn't have multiple. So if if the drit, I don't use these aren't drits. But if they if the demon you said demon wars, yeah, demon wars. If the demon wars don't have lots of different storylines, if they just got a couple of characters who kind of all blend. They back have a and few storylines, but not nearly as much as Game of Thrones had. I don't think it's in fact it's probably better. People probably would react positively to that because that's one of the big complaints in Game of Thrones, not just from us, but from everybody. Is well, that was they lose point. track of what's going on. I did oftentimes I lost track of, but other than that, I loved it. Um, and there's no brand, no brand stock in this. Yeah. So again, that's a big, big plus. Yeah, Walking Dead has that problem at times of so many storylines going on that you forget about. That it. is the thing about. Um, and I was thinking this actually at the beginning of this. To be successful, a successful epic like Game of Thrones or Walking yeah. Dead, nobody can be safe. I think that is honestly the truth. To have a successful with a lot of wars going on, nobody can be safe. And I think that's actually why Walking Dead is actually losing a lot of its fans. Is because okay, no, it's no longer nobody can be saved. No, no main character, no um, secondary character can be saved. Right. The main characters are still fine. It, it's very much if you're part of the bridge crew of the Star Trek Enterprise or Starship Enterprise, you're safe. If you're a red shirt, yeah, any red shirt can go. To you go down to Endor, you know Han and Han Chewie, they're they're fine. But the rest of those guys are in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Walking Dead feels like now. It lost yeah. its shock value of this, any character can go anytime. I think if the That'll writing change, is, if the writing is good enough, I don't think it'll matter. But you, you do have to be better on your writing. You have to be better on your writing, but I do think the whole shock is like when Walking Dead first started, or even Game of Thrones right now. Yeah. You'd feel like you you had to watch it. You can't DVR. You had to watch it when it happens. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't go to Facebook. Can't go to any of that right. social media stuff. People are ruining it for you. There's going to be some shock event happens. Yep. It feels like Walking Dead lost a lot of that. It doesn't feel like Game of Thrones ever did. And right now, Game of Thrones having an ending so close, you know things going to happen now. Yeah. So again, I think you need that whole be on edge of your seat. Yeah. I love this character, but this character might not be the next week. And you need that. Demon Wars kind of has that, but not to the extent. But I think it could be successful. I think both Raymond Feist and Brandon Sanderson have that to some degree. But only to a point. Both of them write typically happy ending stories. Right. You know, you go watch any superhero movie today. Okay, somebody somewhere could die. But at the end of the day, you know the good guy's going to be the bad guy. Happily ever after. No matter what other stuff happens in the middle, there's going to be a happily ever after. Sanderson and Feist both give you a happily ever after by the end of the story. For most of the characters. But I know that for Feist, 
characters. I said it started with a group of kids. You know, some of them started as jerks. They become best friends later. You know, they do those kind of twists. Some of them that you think are critical die. Some off screen, some on screen. I mean, that you do get some of that. Um, Mistborn is a little bit more Star Wars-like. I mean, Star Wars, you had some people who died. I mean, Obi-Wan, in the very first movie, yeah. died. But you still thought of Star Wars as a positive right. overall story. That's more of a Mistborn. Mistborn probably parallels Star Wars in the, in general, a positive story with a couple of key deaths that progress the story. I think the Wheel of Time would be great, but I think you said it's still in the works. I heard that being in the works years ago. Um, years ago, they looked at trying to do it. And then somewhere about two, a couple years ago, maybe, at midnight, someone, um, I forgot what network he was on, but they released a little six-minute short um, for the Wheel of Time. Didn't announce it, didn't tell anybody they were doing it, and just, boom, there it was. Everybody got really excited, and it turns out that was kind of unauthorized or something. I don't know, something weird about it. Um, but since, over the, over the course of the last 12 months, the rights were picked up, and... They're act- it is actually being worked on because they see Game of Thrones coming to an end. And I don't know where it's being worked on. I don't know if this is being done on ABC, Lifetime, you know, the We Hate Men channel. Uh, that's what Lifetime sometimes it feels like. It wouldn't be like. on that channel. Probably not. Um, actually, Lifetime has a few good movies on it. But that's sometimes a lot wow. of the movies feel like, is it Twilight? feel like that. No, usually the romantic comedies, you know, the When Harry Met Sally's, things like that. Okay. I love When Harry Met Sally. It's that's a great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm just saying. But... Um, I don't know what network it's on, in other words, but it's, it's it supposedly is actually really That's one of time. those ones I believe when I see it. Just the fact that I heard it coming so many times. I know back in the day, speaking of Salvatore, um, Front Room was picked up a long time ago. Yeah. That's before I moved to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, that's been going nowhere, so yeah. again. The Dungeon & Dragons franchise has been a hard one for them to do anything with, because I always want to call it Dungeon & Dragons to get a certain audience. But that, I think that eliminates more audience it, than it gets. It turns off a lot, and they don't know how to do it right. I think if they were to do, you know, say Forgotten Realms, just call it Forgotten Realms, and tell the Elminster and Dritzt and all those kind of stories, that could work. You know, pick some of these books that have been successful and just do some of those. Leave off calling it Dungeons & Dragons. Don't hide from the name, but just call it Forgotten Realms. That's to let people who know Dungeons & Dragons know, this is my movie. And the ones who don't know Dungeons and Dragons aren't going to care. I know that's yeah. true. That's right. true. So yes, news. Yeah, because that that only took us you know eighteen minutes of our opening to answer the B Man question of the week. That's pretty good. That's right. That's pretty good. All right, news this week. We got some really cool items. So cool. I'm going to skip doing the sound effects yet again, just for you. Thank you. All right. First item. We know the Teen Titans or the Titans. We're not sure which they're going to call it. Is coming as a live action series. Warner Brothers is putting it on their their new streaming service they're creating just for this and for the um, Young Justice, third season Young Justice. Uh, for this live action, you're going to have Dick Grayson, you're going to have you know Starfire, Raven, all these. They finally cast one of them. They cast Raven. This might give us an idea of whether or not this is going to be Teen Titans or not because Raven is a 13-year-old. Tegan Croft. Uh, saw some pictures of her on the internet. Um, Physically, visually, you know, I can see her being Raven. Definitely more along the lines of the Teen Titans animated series of the younger, smaller Raven. And you have to go back and ask this, too. Out of all the news episodes we had... Yes. And how many... We've, what, 30-something episodes so far? We had 35 before this one. 
Well, but only 34 actually counted because I wasn't in one of them. And that was, oh, just, okay. that, that right. was a stupid Got episode. That was a terrible episode. There's one, though, that's a point one, so maybe there are 35. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Anyways, I wonder how many news episodes you always start with a DC news. Start with? I don't know. I probably always have a DC thing in there. I don't know if I always start with it. I've had some other cool stuff like Star Wars and other things. Yeah, start I know, with. but um, you're usually DC-oriented. I'm just, go ahead. Now, go, you go ahead. Well, you go ahead. Well, let's try something different then. Let's, okay. let's go a different direction. Okay, go a different direction. Fathom Events. You've been to the movie theater before, right? Yes. You've seen the things for Fathom Events. Never seen it, but yes. But, but you've seen the commercials yes, for it the there. commercials. They always had the concerts, the, uh, the operas, and all those kind yeah. of things. Nothing I want to see, but good. There's one you're going to want to see. What's that? And remember, I'm skipping. I'm getting away from doing DC News. Okay. Sort of. Batman and Harley. Batman and Harley's coming straight, straight to okay, um, see, DVD. Okay, again, I'm getting away from DC News. Let's go Batman. No, see, no, no, no. You, you totally missed it. You've got the figurehead of DC right there. But they're going. They're doing a theatrical release of Batman and Harley Quinn, the animated movie, which is bringing back Kevin Conroy as Batman, uh, Bruce Timm back involved, um, a new Harley Quinn uh, from Big Bang Theory. You can, if you watch Big Bernie Bang Dead, Theory, you can guess exactly who's going to be doing Harley's. Harley's voice. That'd be there. a good voice, actually. Be a very good voice. Um, and this is supposed to be in the same timeline and original universe. This is this is not just them coming back as a voice, but this would be considered in canon a part of the original Batman the animated series. So that's that's kind of cool. Villains are um, Poison Ivy and Jason Woodrew, the Floronic Man, trying to save the planet, do the stuff that kills people, bad guy stuff, you know. Awesome. More DC news. Other Fathom events, though, that are not DC-related. Doctor Who. Doctor Who, the five doctors, will be on the 17th. The Batman one, by the way, is on the 14th. Uh, The five doctors on the 17th. And then next month, September, because we are now in August, so next month is September. I have to keep reminding myself of that because this year has passed so fast. Uh, Next month, we have the 35th anniversary of Wrath of Khan. It's coming back to the theaters for one night only. That's Are you going? Cool. Maybe, because I've seen it in the theaters since then when um, we put, uh, took Martin to UT Austin and they had it you know, in the local theaters there on the big screen. Okay. But, I mean, Wrath of Khan, it's, I think it'll always go down as the best Star Trek movie oh, ever. Oh, it absolutely was. Um, it's, it's just so great on the big screen. Um, and then, have you ever heard of Castle of Cagliostro? It's an anime. Yeah, I have heard of that. I haven't watched it, but I heard All of it. Right, so it's uh, part of the Lupin the Third series um okay. they've had a series of movies plus yeah. the seri- tv series itself castle of cagliostro is hands down the best one of, of all of those it's going to be also one of the fathom events in september so i thought i'd do a little advertising for fathom events even though they don't pay us for that if they want to pay us i am okay with that reach yeah. out to us you know, all of you millions of listeners out there let fathom events know that we're talking about them all right and the last bit of news i have that might even lead into a main story Look at that. Might. I mean, look, look how I planned. Do you like the Karate Kid? I like the original Karate Kid. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. The, the, the real Karate Kid. Yes. Okay. Nothing against the Jackie Chan one later. Jaden Smith and all that. That, that. That's fine. But original Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, Billy Zabka. There's just, that's um, now 33 years old. Um, it's been Is a that, while. That many years? It's been? Been, it's been a while since, since that came out. Okay. They're doing a sequel. Wow. As a series on YouTube Red, starring Ralph Macchio and Billy Zabka in their original roles. It has been that much time in story as well. And Johnny is down on his luck and is starting back up the Cobra Kai Dojo. The title of the series is going to be Cobra Kai. And while Johnny has been down on his luck, um, 
Daniel. Daniel, thank you. For suddenly, I, all I could think of is LaRusso. And I wanted to say is, since I was saying Johnny, so Daniel right. LaRusso, Daniel's been doing great. And um, I don't know if this is going to be a good guy, bad guy thing again, if they're going to become friends or become friends throughout this. I have no idea where it's going to go. If it's called Cobra Kai, I'm guessing it's going to be he's trying to do the right thing. That's what we hope. Yeah, I, I'd imagine it'd be like the villains. I mean, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd imagine that being. It could be. That could be cool. And um, they've been touring um, around the, the con circuit together, and they they seem to be really good friends, have a good uh, rapport, love the audience, and um, I have, I'm actually looking forward to this. Didn't know about it until earlier today, and looking forward to this. Comes out sometime in 2018. They haven't really given any details yet, but uh, we're a little ways away from there. But that made me think. Last time we mentioned, we have not done a does it hold up in a while. So, does it hold up? Oh, God, I wish you didn't do that. Well, these things yeah, have to be done. You I know, know, they have I to know. be done. So, topic of does it hold up? The Karate Kid. Just the original, right? Just the original. Okay. The original, for which D- they had to pay DC Comics. See how I slipped that back in there? Yeah. For so the rights to use the name Karate Kid because of the ever-popular character Karate Kid in the Legion of Superheroes. That nobody just, cares about. Just saying. That nobody yeah. cares about. Hey, at the time, they actually did. At the time, it was one of the bigger selling books. Well, that's great. How's it doing now? Right now, it doesn't exist. Well, it exists, but it doesn't have a book right now. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, it is. But it's coming. It's coming? Yeah. Uh, that's great news. Saturn Girl's currently locked up in Arkham Asylum because of something that's coming. Let her stay there. Uh, okay. Didn't you also say Karate Kid could take Batman in a fight? You, yeah. You were that fool, weren't you? Actually, they had a fight. They right. had a fight in the comics. Batman won, right? In the fight Batman itself. Won. In the fight itself. During the no, fight, just who won the, who won the Karate fight? Kid was winning and kicking butt until Batman managed to lure him into something. Because they were in the Batcave. Lured him into some kind of a trap and boom. So Batman won. Batman won in the end, yes. Okay. No, that's, that's, but in a straight they, fight. Like if they were just... In hey, a straight fight, hey, Batman won. Hey dude, let's get in the ring and just have a nice little sparring match. Karate Kid wins. No. In a sparring match thing no, like that. Never that, happened. That's just, never happened. Just, you know, it's, those things happen. Not everybody always beats Batman. Karate Kid is not one of the guys that can be Batman. But back to our topic. Speaking of Karate Kid, yes. so the movie Karate Kid, mm-hmm. starring Ralph Macchio, Billy Zabka, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Shue, and the great and late Pat Morita. That was he was the best part of that movie, by the way. He was absolutely. I do not think that movie would have no, done as well if you didn't have uh, Mr. Miyagi. Like I mean, that. he had the perfect combination of. Like he was a comic relief, but also the mentor. It was kind of amazing how he did it, and he played it so well. And good thing was he already had that kind of image with most of the audience from having been on combination of Mash, um, Happy Days, um, other movies and things he'd done. He had a certain image. People liked him, so it helped. You went in already liking the actor, and he did a character that you just fell in yeah. love with. Um, I would say because of him more than anything else, this movie really does hold up. Every scene with him still was just priceless. Came on a week ago. That's part of why I thought of this along with the news story. Came on a week ago. I sat and watched it. And I enjoyed it, honestly, just as much watching it now as I did back in the original. I saw it in the theaters back when I was a kid. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I saw it. No? Just the fact that there is a lot of cheese. There is. There, a there lot is. of cheese in that. That just come on. Like, come on, really? Um, but I, what I will say is the Karate Kid, part I love about Karate Kid, I don't see any more movies okay they had that really good song fight scene combination 
You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know, this great song, you know. Well, the whole soundtrack was really good on it. But yeah, yes, you're right. Moment of truth and that kind of stuff and whatever it is. And yeah. it's fighting and just, it fires you up. And the end of Karate Kid had the same effect on me that Rocky has on me at times. Especially yeah. Rocky Four. Yeah. Um, it just, um, it fires you up. So even though part of the movie was cheesy, and I'm like, come on. To me, it dragged a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, it, no, it, just some parts I thought were boring. I, I like... I didn't care about Rufus that much. I really didn't second time. Yeah. You wanted to root for him. The first one I was a kid, I was like, oh, he's a good guy. You want to root for him. And then I was like, he's kind of annoying, actually. He is annoying. He makes the wrong decisions. But I think, whether they intended it or not, I think what came across really well when I watched it, you know, I've watched it, I don't know how many times, but more recently, is they did a good job of making him seem like a real teenager. Yeah, probably. Because a real teenager in that kind of situation is not always going to act... In the perfect way, you know, it's not a black and white good guy bad guy. There, there is gray area in between, and even the good guy is sometimes going to make the wrong decisions and do something stupid. You know, pushes away the girlfriend when he shouldn't because he's embarrassed by the situation or whatever. Um, I think a lot of it was they did a good job of making him seem like a real teenager. Again, how much of that was intentional? How much of it just was a happy accident? I don't know. And Mr. Miyagi gives him a free car. Mr. Miyagi gives him a free car. I love that car. That was, that a, good was car. a great car. Probably wouldn't happen in real life still. Your landlord probably isn't going to give you a free car. I don't know. In that kind of situation, exactly like that, it's possible. No, he wouldn't do it. He would never give How a about free build car. you a house or build you a room on nope. his house? Nope. Wouldn't do that. You think he would do that? None of that. No. How about take you to, well, of course, take Daniel, to Japan. Daniel paid um, for his own way to Japan or to Okinawa. And Daniel has bad luck too. Wherever he goes, there's somebody who wants to beat him up. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Although he seems to always win in the end. He does. He does. Although part two is a fight for the death. That's that true. was a fight for the death. Yeah. The guy got it wrong. He honked his nose. But yeah. Still. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it worked. Um, so I that's assume that go. special effect was okay. So yeah, it fit in. Yeah. That, well, that's the noise he made, actually. Yeah. That's exactly. It was just cheesy back then, too. Um, it's a cheesy movie. But again, some cheesy movies are fun. Yeah. And it was fun. I loved it. Still if, love it. If the cheese fits where you want, I mean, kind of like we said, you always know the good guy's going to be the bad guy in a lot of movies like this. Right. And you know this is going to happen, yes. You know the guy's going to get the girl, the girl's going to get the guy or whatever. There's certain things you know is going to ha- happen. You're okay with some cheesiness in the movie if it meets your expectations of where the story's going. I think that's what worked, is the story went where you wanted to go the whole way, even if there were a few moments of, you know, off the beaten path where, you know, it was like... Maybe they're not going to get together. Well, you know they're going to. But, you know, there's a few moments where they're... I like the trilogy, actually. I mean... I, I, the first one is definitely the best. Right. The opening to the second movie is what probably made the second movie so successful, theater-wise. Because that I, opening told you, gave you exactly what everybody wanted to see next. What happened in the next few minutes after Daniel won in that first movie. Yeah, and he, he felt bad for Johnny a little bit oh, in yeah. the part. It being a part two. Yeah. Plus, it, did, it didn't hurt that Johnny even came over and gave the trophy to Daniel at the end of the movie. Right. I mean, it showed... They tried to well, show... Well, it never happened. <laughs> your arch nemesis just beat you up. You took a girlfriend. You're not going to give him a trophy. I think this was trying to show that the bad guy strictly was the teacher. And that the kids were young enough they could change. They could rehabilitate. And this was Johnny's first step toward being a nicer guy. They continued that thought with those opening few minutes. And then jumped forward to a little bit in the future... Where Elizabeth Shoes decided not to come back, and they've moved on, and um, 
they write the story to go to Okinawa, bring in a new love interest, all that. The movie still worked. I, I love the movie. It would not have been as successful on its own. Like if it was the only movie that existed, it would not it would not be as successful. But again, the thing about the Karate Kid that I don't like with the trilogy was it was always the same formula. Mm. Good guys trying to just get by that kind of stuff. Bad guy wants to beat him up. Girl comes into play, gets a new girlfriend. All three movies have the same formula. Well, except it wasn't a girlfriend in the third movie. She just was a friend friend. Was she though? Yeah, I, they they, I, I they, kinda... would, they kind of addressed that at one point where. Is there going to be a romantic thing? Nope, nope. We are just friends. We each, or she had somebody else. We're going to just be friends. They, they kind of address that. But you're right. And the third one was the least successful movie. It's the one that is kind of painful to still watch. It does not hold up. Well, part four. There was a part four, wasn't there? Without part four different? was the next Karate Kid. And that was, uh, who was that? Oh, man. Yeah. It, they, they went with a female I uh, forgot her name. lead. Yes, I, I know the actress. And she's a good actress. It was a bad movie, though. It's just a bad movie. It's a very bad movie. It's like at school, right? Something like that. I don't even. I don't even remember. It was so long ago, and I have not. I watched saw it once. Again. And I hated it, and I was like, "I'm done." Yeah, the remake was much better. The remake was not as good as the original, but the remake was much better. I didn't than care that. for the remake either. No, I, yeah. part of it was Jackie Chan. I love Jackie. I Chan. I love Jackie Chan, but again, it, it just. I think at that point, it, it just took its toll on me. Yeah. I was getting done with it. Yeah, it was kind of neat having it take place in, you know, in China instead of um, here in America. Yeah, it makes more sense that way too. It does. Um, but I, I really think at the end of the day, when all is said and done, The Karate Kid, unlike some of the movies that we watch years later, I think it holds up. I think you have just as much enjoyment now, not laughing at it, but enjoying it for what it was supposed to be, as as you did originally. That, the, that's my The good my news is it didn't need a lot of effects, so that part wasn't bad at all. Um, I agree with you. It holds up. Yeah. It's still a solid movie. Um, is it an A movie? No. But I enjoy it. Yeah, it, it's a solid B, B plus. I mean, fun. Yeah, fun it's movie. a fun movie. If you want a fun movie with very little story, that's a good one. All right, so with that kind of summary, I don't know if there's anything else we can talk about on it. So since we're winding down here, do we have a B-Man question of the week we for next do, time? We do, we do. You right. and I were talking DC because John Paul loves talking DC. I love talking DC. Um, I don't mind talking Marvel either. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, we're both big Batman fans. Yes. And the question is, I think I think I know your answer, but yeah. I'm asking anyways, because right. it seems to be people heavily debating both sides. Yeah. It's Batman-related. If given the opportunity, if he had the opportunity to do it, would Joker ever kill Batman? Wow. That's a good question. It is. Because a lot of the villains you pretty much know right away. Lex Luthor kills Superman in a heartbeat. A lot, Red Skull kills Captain America in a heartbeat. Or at least... That, well, before whatever. Anyways, well, no, that's a good question. I feel like that's a question that could have been in Mallrats. It's so good. So, yeah. Well, thank you. It should be Mallrats. Yeah, they should make a sequel just for that one question. Actually, I think he is working on a sequel to Mallrats. Is he? Yeah, I believe so. The nominee. We will mention my show. Okay, there we go. All right. So next time, Batman, Joker. Will it ever happen? Would it happen? Would it happen if if the opportunity existed? Right. All right. That's that's good. Um. So. For John Paul, B-Man, we are the old titans and we are out of here.